Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you today. It is a day of mystery and community. Mystery and community. Two things crucial to understanding what is going on today and what to do about it. Now, I'm sure many of you have seen in the news lately, Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, talking about putting computer chips in pigs. And then ultimately, someday, humans gave a long, fascinating list of all the ills we have that these computer chips might solve. As I was watching that, thinking about the computer chip and the pig, what that would mean for us, I saw this uh, neuroscientist being interviewed. Now, I'm pretty sure she's no Christian (laughs) or, or believes probably in God just from hearing her talk, but something she said made me think about God. She talked about how our brains don't work like computers. We do not remember things exactly. We forget things. Our memories change. We must do something repeatedly to even get close to exactitude, yet we may never get there. You know, I think a teaching My basketball players, free throws. You can show them the exact form. You can place their feet exactly where they need to go. You can put their arm where they need to go. You can tell them exactly what to do, and they don't do it. And they can do it over and over and over again, and they don't do it. And that's kind of what it means to be human. We're not quite exact. And a computer does everything exactly. That's the nature of a computer. That's how it works. One plus one is always two. At the end of the day, all that code is nothing but zeros and ones. It is exact, and its little universe, it is perfect. But we weren't created to be that way. I like to think of it as we were left to have room for mystery. That part of what makes us human is this inexactitude, so to speak. This lack of perfection in a one plus one equals two way. But one might argue that makes it better than perfection because you don't always know what to expect. It makes life a mystery. Now thinking about this dichotomy between exactitude and mystery, between Elon Musk wanting to put computer chips in pigs and ultimately humans and a neuroscientist saying, well, that's not quite how our brain works. I thought about one of my philosophical heroes, Martin Buber. In his landmark work on philosophy, which I've talked about before, I and Thou, there's a part of the book he's talking about the progression of modern man. Revolutions in science and philosophy and understanding of the human condition. Talking about how society becomes more intellectual, more scientific, more modern generation to generation. And here's what he said. Generally, 
The it world of every culture is therefore more comprehensive than that of its predecessors. Now, what is the it world? It is the world that's the opposite of mystery. It's the computer chip world. It's the factories. It's the science. It's It's the things we can look at and go, that's exact. It is the it world. It's the world outside of us. It's the world we build. It's the world we create. And what he suggested is, the greater that that world progresses, okay, with each generation, what happens? What happens? Well, this is what he says a little bit later on about what happens. The improvement of the capacity for experience and use generally involves a decrease in man's power to relate. That power which alone can enable man to live in the spirit. So the greater that this it world increases, the more civilized we become, the greater our science advances, the less able we're to li- able to live in the spirit. You know, if you look at the history of Christianity, that's what monasticism was. Monasticism was a response in the fourth century to Christianity becoming civilized, accepted to Christianity becoming part of the it world, rather than something that was outside of it, something that required living in the spirit to survive, all of a sudden it was accepted. It was a part of everything else. Everything else on the street, there's a church. And so monasticism was a response to that. I believe it was a reaction and understanding that to live in the it world all the time meant you couldn't live in the spirit world. And to live in the spirit world, to live in the mystery, where I believe God wants us to be, they went to the desert. Without a doubt, you know, Martin Buber wrote that book in 1937. He could not have imagined computer chips in the brain. In many ways, if you think about it, wouldn't that be the sort of the, the penultimate achievement of science if, in fact, science could mesh itself with our brain, if they could take the zeros and ones that are the basis of computers, put them into our brains, it would be the crowning achievement of the it world, the world of objects and scientific exactitude. Yet, what is that world? It's a world devoid of mystery and spirit. Everything's exact. Everything's repeatable. It would be a world, but it'd be a fake world without the mystery of creation and humanity. That's what I believe. It wouldn't be real. It'd be scary. Now, writing in 1937, think how long ago that was. This is what Martin Buber and I have now warned of this type of it world. Don't we find that modern developments have expunged almost every trace of life in which human beings confront each other and have meaningful relationships. So he saw then that that modern things, the it world, was replacing relationship, community. What would he say today? Go out somewhere where you got people in masks and smartphones. How much relationship are they having? How much community are they having? They look at each other and they look away. There's none. Now imagine a world where in your brain was your phone where all you had to do was shut your eyes and there's everything you want. There's everything you desire, good or bad. Every impulse can be followed. 
every bad habit can be indulged. And if it's all help happening in your head, who cares? You want to rape? You want to pillage? You want to take advantage in your brain in a virtual world? Well, who cares? It's in your brain. It's your choice. It's virtual. It's not real. And what will happen if that happens? That's the devil. That's evil. It's the opposite of humanity. It is the triumph of the it world. It is the triumph of the evil one who comes appearing as light. We've got to fight back and talk about this. We've got to live in the spirit. That's the main thing. Live in the spirit. Teach your kids to live in the spirit. Teach your kids mystery. I have seen miracles. They are real. Share that. Show that to people. But you can't see it if you don't live in mystery. A really good friend of mine, someone I, I respect greatly, he's got a family member and not long ago, we were all sitting around talking, and you could tell he was as disturbed as I was because this is somebody that you know he had mentored his whole life. And she's kind of had a hard life, and we're sitting there talking, and she's younger, and she never heard of the movie The Matrix. And I was explaining it, and I was talking about you know how the people that started The Matrix, you know, the first people to kind of get tied up, they wanted it. They wanted to be free of all the bad things going on in the world. They willingly went into The Matrix. And I described how once you were in the matrix, everything was a virtual world. You just lied there in a chair and it was hooked up to you. It was like being in a video game. Nothing to worry about. And you were fed. And, and I'm explaining this and she looks at me and she says, you know, that'd be kind of be cool. And in that moment of innocence, she was ready to become part of the matrix, part of the it world. She was ready to lose the mystery of this life because she's been taught the mystery of this life is what is evil. That the journey, the search, the pain, the good, all of that's bad. Things need to be exact. Everything needs to be fair. We have progressed. That's what we're fighting against. That's how serious it is. That's how deep it is. That's how important it is what you do every day, how you live your life, how you find God, how you teach that to your kids, how you escape the it world. And however you do it, go into the desert to show them that life is a miracle. It is a mystery that we are to embrace. It's what makes us human. It's what keeps us from becoming computer chips. Because when we become computer chips, you don't need us anymore. You just need the computer chips. Now That's a lot to chew on there, isn't it? So here's what I want you to do. Go for a walk tonight. Hug your child. Read your Bible. Turn off the TV. Put down the phone. Allow yourself to dwell in mystery. Where things aren't exact. Where things aren't perfect. Get angry. Get mad. Scream out loud. Dance naked. Do something a computer couldn't dream of. Begin your fight against the it world so we can embrace each other in community and overcome the evil swirling around us that would put all of us into a matrix where we are obedient and exact. Now, join me tomorrow. We'll continue to discuss this and how to overcome this. Ways to enter the mystery, ways to escape 
the it world. Ways to have more meaningful relationships with others, more meaningful relationships with God, because that's where Martin Buber's book ends up. In understanding this, how do you go from it to a relationship, from it to thou? Me having empathy for you, you having empathy for me, us entering this mysterious relationship, and not just with each other, but also with God. How do we do that? Well, that's what we'll be talking about. So join me. And until next time, I'm your host, Silouan. Aim high. Don't be scared to jump off that cliff. You might not know where you land. It's fun. Spread your wings. A lot easier to do it with others. A lot easier to do it with the grace of God. You'll fly higher. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. Things like mystery and community. Till next time, I'm your host, Silouan. And like the sun goes down and rises in the morning, day after day, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.